Well, it is a joy uh, to be with you. And as Pastor Josh said, uh, I, I have been praying for you. And I am really excited to, to be here uh, today. Um, yeah, Pastor Josh talked a little bit about, you know, what Sin Network Florida is. And, and it really is the bigger picture of, of uh, North American Mission Board, churches all across North America partnering together, want to see churches planted everywhere. And the Florida Baptist Convention, just our, our churches here in Florida. So this partnership together, what can we see God do right here? And we are so thankful to be able to partner with Living Hope Church to see it be what God has called it to be so you can reach your community uh, here. And I am so thankful to be here on this Covenant Sunday as you begin this next step as pastor and people. So uh, Pastor Josh gave you a little bit of my background, kind of why he invited me to, to be here today. Let me give you a little bit more of my background um, to kind of give you the context behind the heart of what I want to share with you uh, today. So um, went to seminary. I was up at uh, Liberty, met my wife there. We got married. I was uh, in, at, at Liberty in Virginia. Finished there in 1994. And I came to Florida in a little town uh, north of Gainesville, Keystone Heights, Florida. And uh, Trinity Baptist Church called me to be their pastor. Uh, it wasn't a church plant, but it was just a few years old, and they called me to be their pastor. And so for the next 23 and a half years, I stayed right there uh, as their pastor and pastored that same church for 23 and a half years till just a couple of years ago, uh, began to serve in this role with, um, with uh, Sin Network. And as I think about my 23 and a half years there, um, just the blessedness of that time together as pastor and people, and as you walk through the highs and lows of life and ministry, personally in all of our lives, there's highs and lows uh, in the work of the church. There's the hires and uh, and, and lower times. And, and as I, I spent those 23 years, and then as I began to transition to do this, the very last Sunday that I was with my people and really felt like, hey, what's the, what's the challenge that I should leave with them on this last Sunday? And, and they really embraced sending me out as, as, as their missionary. So it's not like, okay, I'm just leaving to go to a church on the other side of town. They really embraced. I mean, one of the things we've been so faithful to do was pray that Luke 10-2 prayer. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers and they just really embrace sending me out as as their missionary and so what can I share with them on that final Sunday and there's a passage that I shared with them and kind of a challenge of hey here's some things we need to really remember uh, that I shared that I want to share with you today so take your Bibles and turn to Acts chapter 20 as we begin this covenant together 
I want to stress some of the things that that I stress to my beloved church family after 23 and a, and a, and a half years. And, and we're going to look specifically in the text, and, and there's four things that I'm going to share with you, but just up front. On that final Sunday, I really just wanted to say thank you to my church family. For 23 and a half years, we had walked together uh, as pastor and people, and it had been a joy as they had loved me, my family. Um, I thank them how they had been ready and responded to the preaching of the word. Like it says in James chapter 1, verse 22, that they were ready to be doers of the word, not just hearers only, and really wanted to thank them for that. And it really was a joy. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, it talks about the relationship of pastor and people. And for all those years, they had responded to me as the Bible admonishes so that their work, speaking of this, this, this pastoral leading here, so that their work would be a joy and not a burden. And so... I just want to kind of as we begin here today, I pray that years, 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 years from now, Pastor Josh, Pastor Dennis, be able to say, man, what a joy. This serving here has not been a burden. It's been a, it, it's, it's been a, a, a joy to be your pastor. One of my longtime members, he used to tell me all the time, uh, Delmer Northam was his name. He said, you're not only my pastor, you're my friend. And just that relationship, this pastor relationship, it's not just, okay, they stand up on Sunday and then that's it. Man, just so intricately involved in your life. So the relationship of pastor and people. So uh, looking in Acts chapter 20, I thought this was just very appropriate for this day as in Acts chapter 20, there was uh, another pastor saying a fond farewell to his friends. And, and really, we're kind of looking backwards, okay? Uh, I'm kind of pulling some things. So this is Paul saying goodbye. And what it does on this day, reason I'm, I'm saying it, because it gives us a beautiful target to strive for. And um, and so there's some important things. So let me give you some context. I ask you to turn to Acts chapter 20. But before we dive into Acts chapter 20, let me take you back to Acts chapter 19 to give you the bigger picture context of what is happening there. For three years, Paul was among the people of, of, of Ephesus. He was serving. He was preaching. He was witnessing. In Acts 19, we're told about this businessman named uh, Demetrius. He was a silversmith. He heard the gospel uh, preached by Paul, and Demetrius decided to follow Christ. And when Demetrius got saved, he no longer wanted to make these little shrines of, of uh, uh, Diana, and so he called a meeting of the elder of the other craftsmen in Ephesus, and he explained how now that he was saved, he could no longer help them make a profit through these little figurines of this goddess Diana. And let me just interject that when a person meets Jesus in salvation, listen, some things are going to change, okay? 
Your priorities will change. Your, your passions will change. Your purpose will, will change. Now, God's still working in our lives and there's ongoing... The word there is sanctification. God's continuing to work in our lives. So not to say all of us, any of us have arrived and we're perfect, but there's a change that takes place in your life. And if, you're a so, if your so-called salvation hasn't brought a change into your life, don't know what kind of salvation. It's not the Bible salvation because it says, hey, there is a change. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So back in chapter 19, the salvation of Demetrius was the last straw uh, for these businessmen. And they got so upset that a riot broke out. Let me tell you something about Paul, wherever he went, either a riot or a revival already. One of the two broke out wherever he, he, he was. And um, well, after emotions settled down, Paul departed for Macedonia. And that's when he began his third missionary journey. And that brings us to chapter 20. Wanted to give you that context here. And after several stops, look at Acts chapter 20 and go down to verse 15. At the end of verse 15, uh, it says, The next day we came to Miletus, for Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he would not have to spend time in Asia, for he was hurrying to be at Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. So Paul got to Miletus, and look at what he did in in, in verse 17, uh, it says, From Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. After the leaders at the church in Ephesus uh, heard and received Paul's request, they set out and it was a 30-mile journey. Okay, So Paul sailed past Ephesus. He got there, sent back word uh, that he was there in Miletus, that leaders of the church departed, went up 30 miles to be with Paul. And we have beginning in verse 18. Here's the point of what I wanted to share with you today. Paul's fond farewell to his friends in Ephesus. And what Paul said to his friends in farewell is what he wanted them to remember in the days ahead. And what he wanted them to remember in the days ahead are the things that I really want to stress to you from God's word today for you to remember as you covenant together as pastor and people. Notice beginning in verse 18 that he tells them, number one, to remain faithful in the work. So if you take in notes, that would be the first thing to remember. Remain faithful in the work. Look at verse 18. And when they had come to him, he said to them, you know, from the first day that I came uh, to Asia, in what matter, I always lived among you. Paul had been faithful in the work in the good days and in the bad times. Okay? It's, it's easy to be faithful when things are going well. Okay? It's another thing to be faithful when things aren't going so well. So let me just encourage you all today. Remain faithful in the work. 
I well up with gratitude as I, again, I, I just recall all of those years with my people there in Keystone Heights at Trinity Baptist Church. And, and as I finished that, that final Sunday, I just thanked them for their faithfulness day after day, week after week, year after year, faithful in the work of the ministry there. I want to say thank you to you. Some of you were at the very beginning, a little more than a year ago. Some of you have kind of picked up in the journey uh, 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 along the way, getting you to getting living hope to where it is to this day as you're coveting together. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, you've labored so well. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for ministering to your uh, fellow believers right here as you've been gathering. Thank you for investing uh, to, to meet the needs and reach people in your community. Thank you for giving so that the gospel can go to the nations. Thank you for your prayers as uh, Pastor Josh and Pastor Dennis are so faithful to stand uh, before you and, and preach the word. and You've been praying for them as they come and stand. Thank you for your faithfulness. Remain faithful in the word. In Acts chapter 20, Paul reminded his friends, and it's a good reminder for us today, not only, number one, to remain faithful in the work, but he reminded them, number two, to remain faithful to the Word. Remain faithful to the Word. Notice in verse 20, he said, How I kept nothing back that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house. Paul didn't hold back because he loved them. He didn't hold back from speaking the truth because he loved them. The church in Ephesus had a Bible-believing pastor and they benefited from it. He didn't just preach the things they wanted to hear. He preached the things they needed to hear. And when it says in verse 20 that he kept nothing back that was helpful, it carries the idea of withholding food from the table that people need for healthy nutrition. In other words, Pastor Paul put food on the table. There are times your pastors preach uh, expository messages, meaning they're just going to work through passages. They're going to, you know, sometimes there may be a hard thing to say and some may be tempted, well, we'll just skip over that verse and we'll just go on. They're, they're, they're not going to skip over. As they're just preaching, preaching exegetically through, they're not just going by, just kind of preach it. Well, let's just preach easy text, things that everybody uh, want to hear, they're going to be faithful to preach on what God's Word says. And if it happens to be a topic that's politically incorrect, they're still going to say what God's Word says. And so my admonition to your pastors today, my admonition to each of you is to remain faithful to the Word. Stand with your pastors. Stand with the Bible. 
frankly, if more churches would stand by their pastors as they address the issues of our day and says, thus says the Lord, more faith, more pastors would be faithful to preach on the issues of the day and declare, thus says the Lord. So remain faithful to the Word. We can look around and, man, what a crazy climate it is this day, okay? We're beginning to see the, the winds of opposition blow stronger every day. And in the future, there's going to be more and more pressure and persecution mounting against Bible-believing pastors. Even still, remain faithful to the Word. Remain faithful to the Word in your church life, in your personal life, in your professional life. This is no time. I mean, why is it so important for this church to be planted here? Because the need is so great. The hour is short. This is no time to back away from God's Word. As the pressure comes, we're going to find out what people really believe and where they stand. Remain faithful to the Word. Listen, you get in the Bible, let the Bible get into you. What one challenge that I just regularly admonish my people all the time was be persistent until consistent. When you talk about just regularly getting in the Word daily yourself, I mean, it's great and so important to come weekly and gather and you hear your pastors as they prepare but just the one time a week really, man, if you're going to grow and be what God wants you to be, it can't just be a, a, a weekly shot in the arm. You need to start daily getting in the Word yourself, praying, studying. Be persistent until consistent. Maybe at the beginning of the year you said, hey, I, I, I'm going to just read regularly every day or read through the Bible this year, whatever that is. And... and, and here we are. What is it today? The 28th or whatever. Uh, maybe uh, didn't quite get so far with it. Listen, be persistent until consistent. Okay? Just keep, God will bless you being faithful to the Word. So, Paul, he stood on the shores of Miletus. He's sharing with these leaders what is going to be so important for them in the days ahead. And the first thing he said was remain faithful in the work, remain faithful in the word. And the third thing to remember is to be faithful in your witness. Remain faithful in your witness. It was important for them. It's important for us, important for you as a church. Remain faithful in your witness. Look at verse 21. Testifying to Jews and also to Greeks Repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was faithful to testify for the Lord. How important it is for each of us to be faithful in witnessing and sharing the story of what Jesus, who Jesus is, what He's done in your life. Remain faithful in telling the good news of Jesus. It says here that Paul was testifying to Jews and also to Greeks, and he was speaking about repentance and faith. Repentance and faith. Think of those as the bookends 
of salvation. On one end of salvation is repentance. On the other end is faith. Repentance and faith. What's repentance? Repentance speaks of a change of mind that causes a change of direction. You're going one way. There's a change of mind. I don't want to go that way anymore. I'm looking to Jesus. And so you, you change your mind and it changes your direction. You turn toward God from sin. You turn toward something and you turn from something. And so to repent is to change your mind, to turn around, go the other direction. He used that word repentance, but then he also talked about faith. What's faith? Faith is taking God at His word. Faith is doing it. It's when you do what God's word says that you are executing Bible faith. And that's the message we have to share. It says it this way over in Romans chapter 10, verses, uh, verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We've got a message to go tell. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. We've got a message to tell. Remain faithful in your witness. Friend, we don't have a come and hear gospel. Now, I think it's very important and it's right for you to be inviting people to come to church with you, okay? That's a good way to do it. Invite them to come. But it's not merely, we don't have a come here, it's a go tell. Matter of fact, the Bible never tells it never commands the lost to come to church, but it does command the church to go to the lost. Okay? And Paul impacted the city of Ephesus with the gospel by going to where the people were. In verse 20, how I kept nothing back that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house. Paul, everywhere he looked, every man, woman, boy, girl, he saw it as a mission field. Hey, here's somebody who needs to know the good news of Jesus Christ. And so it's... It's very appropriate as you're developing relationships and you're talking with family members and co-workers and classmates and all of those things. Invite them to come with you. But not just merely that. Tell them your story. Tell them who uh, Jesus is, what He's done for you. Everyone needs to know, regardless of the color of their skin, regardless of their uh, position in life. Every person is someone for whom Christ died, someone who needs a word from God. And so, go and tell how you met Jesus. Go and tell how Jesus has changed your life. Again, it doesn't... This doesn't mean you're perfect. Listen, none of us are. We're all a work in progress. Again, that's that word sanctification. God is continuing to make us to be more like Him. So you're not having to say, well, man, I just don't have all my stuff together. I, 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 can't, I can't share. Listen, just share who Jesus is, what He's done in your life, and he's, how He's working in 
your life. How He can give a full and meaningful life. Tell them how through repentance and faith, Jesus can make them a new person. Remain faithful in your witness. If Living Hope Church is going to be what God has put it here to be, you've got to be faithful in the work, faithful in the Word, faithful in your witness. And then there's the fourth and last thing that Paul shared with them was remain faithful in your watch. Remain faithful in your watch. Jump down to verse 28. Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore watch! And remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. Verse 28 says, Therefore take heed to yourselves. Keep an eye on your own walk with God. Be careful. Think about. Keep an eye on your own walk with God. And, and it says, therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock. Keep an eye on the people of God. Refuse to tolerate those who will divide and derail the fellowship. Paul described those destroyers in verse 29 as savage wolves who would come in among you not sparing the flock. That's true, and we need to be mindful of that, but be mindful of this, who the real enemy is. Okay, Always remember who the real enemy is. As a follower of Christ, we face an enemy who's always looking to how can he get a foothold in somewhere. Into you personally, in your life somehow, in your walk, looking for a foothold to get in in this fellowship. Be alert. Remain faithful in your watch. Peter said it this way in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. As you remain faithful in your watch, I want you to listen to what Paul said to these believers at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. Here's Paul's words, words for all of us. There, I therefore, prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling to which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, enduring to keep the Spirit, the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Remain faithful in the work. Remain faithful in the word. Remain faithful in your witness. And remain faithful 
in your watch. And here's how Paul closed out that farewell. Jump down to verse 32. It says, So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who were with me. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. Verse 37, then they all wept freely and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him, sorrowing most of all for the words that he had spoke that they would see his face no more. And they accompanied him to the ship. You can see how they loved each other. How they loved each other. They were committed to continuing the priorities that they established in the beginning. What was important then, friend? It's important now. It's important now for you as pastor and people, as your covenant team together, remain faithful in the work, remain faithful in the word, remain faithful in your witness, and remain faithful in your watch. I'm so excited how God is using this fellowship right here already and what He wants to do in living hope, being a, a lighthouse in the darkness, in being a hospital for those who are hurt and lost and dying. Friend, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep seeking Him. Let His light shine through you and be faithful in the work, be faithful in the Word, be faithful in your witness and be faithful in your watch. And finally, verse 36 says, And when he said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. We're going to have a special time of prayer here in just a few minutes, and I'll come back and I'll, I'll lead that. But let me just pray for you now as we continue on. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to look at your word, to study, and to be reminded of things that are important. Things that are very important in this stage, things that are going to need to remain of utmost importance in the days ahead. And Lord, I thank you for the truth of the gospel, of your death, burial, your resurrection, the truth of your word that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And I thank you for everyone here today. And we're just reminded of that truth to go tell. Lord, help us think about who we can go tell this week. And Lord, I pray if there's one even here today that has not in repentance and faith come to you and said, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. And so I turn from my sin and I turn to you. Save me. Forgive me. I want to follow you and grow 
I want to be saved. Lord, I pray, even if there's somebody here who's not done that, they'd do it right now. Lord, save me. Lord, I thank you for this fellowship. I, I, I thank you for what we're going to do and covenanting together in a few minutes. Lord, thank you for the time to go look at your word. Lord, we pray and ask your blessings now. In Jesus' name.